0: Welcome to The Refresh from Insider, presented by WebEx by Cisco. I'm Dave Smith.
1: And I'm Carrie Donahue, in for Rebecca Ibarra. It's Friday, June 3rd, the last day you'll be able to listen to us on Facebook. So don't forget to find us on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Here's the latest. Today marks 100 days since Russia invaded Ukraine. President Zelensky says about 14,000 Ukrainian civilians and service people have died as a result of the conflict, and that Russia now controls a fifth of his country, mostly in areas of the east. But in Russia, there are signs the war is not going well. Reports say five top generals are out, and the Kremlin has instructed state media to not talk about
0: today's milestone. The monthly jobs report is in, and it's good, very good. The economy added 390,000 jobs last month, which is way better than expected, and the unemployment rate stayed flat at 3.6%. Overall, about 96% of jobs that were lost during the pandemic are back.
1: President Biden made an impassioned plea for lawmakers to do more to solve the U.S. gun crisis. In a rare primetime address, the president called on Congress to reauthorize the assault weapons ban, strengthen background checks, and raise the minimum age to purchase guns. It's about protecting our freedoms to go to
0: school, to a grocery store, to a church without being shot and killed. The Boston Celtics claimed game one of the NBA Finals last night in thrilling fashion, a frantic fourth quarter comeback. The Golden State Warriors were up by 12 points entering the fourth when the Celtics started going off. The Celtics have stormed ahead. This insurrection has them leading by 11. They went on a 17 to nothing run in the quarter and hit 9 out of 11 three pointers to seal the deal. And they did it in the Warriors arena, no less. Talk about scary. Game 2 kicks off Sunday at 8 p.m. Eastern. The
1: Scripps National Spelling Bee tried something new this year, a speed-round spell-off finale. The top two contestants had to spell as many words as they could in 90 seconds. And 14-year-old Hirani Logan took the trophy for correctly spelling 21 out of 26 words. Spielbone.
2: S-P-E-A-L-B-O-N-E.
0: Phreatophyte.
2: P-H-R-E-A-T-O-P-H-Y-T-E. Guy G-A-Y-D-I-A-N-G.
1: Logan will take home a massive trophy and $50,000.
0: I'm pleased to present you with the Scripps Cup and crown you the 2022 Scripps National Spelling Bee Champion.
1: Are you listening to us on Facebook? Newsflash, Facebook is getting rid of all podcasts, including this one. So today is the last day to listen to us there. Please take a moment right now and you can follow us on another podcast service like Spotify or Apple Podcasts. Coming up, Dave takes a look under the hood to find out if expensive cars turn drivers into jerks on the road. Elon Musk wants his Tesla employees back in the office full time, but maybe not all of them. Reuters got a look at an email sent to the company's execs where Musk describes a quote, super bad feeling about the economy. He calls for about 10 percent of jobs at Tesla to be cut and
0: wants a worldwide hiring pause. Sheryl Sandberg has been telling people she's leaving Meta after 14 years because she feels burnt out. But the Wall Street Journal paints a different picture. The publication learned that Meta has been investigating the COO's questionable personal activities, including allegedly using company resources to plan her wedding and pressuring the Daily Mail to stop investigating a restraining order against her then-boyfriend, Activision Blizzard CEO Bobby Kotick.
1: A fragile ceasefire in Yemen's nine-year-old war has been renewed for two months. The April truce was set to expire Thursday. The White House credited Saudi Arabia, specifically Crown Prince Mohammed bin Salman, who President Biden has called a pariah for his reported involvement in the murder of journalist Jamal Khashoggi. Many outlets are reporting Biden is looking to give the relationship with Saudi Arabia another shot. In an effort to lower gas prices in the U.S., he plans to meet with the Crown Prince on an upcoming trip.
0: Turkey is no longer Turkey. We're talking about the country here, not the bird. It wants the rest of the world to pronounce the word the same way the Turkish people do, which is Turkiye, Turkiye. President Recep Tayyip Erdogan began the name-changing process last winter, and it became official at the United Nations on Thursday. Experts see this as his attempt to gain stock with Turkish citizens, since his popularity has been waning a bit. A Republican congressman
1: brandished his gun collection during a House hearing on gun reform. There's
0: a seven-round magazine, which would be less than what would be lawful under this bill if this bill were to come off. It doesn't
1: Joining via video link, Greg Stubbe of Florida held up several of his guns to the camera. So this gun would be banned I hope no, the gun is not loaded.
0: I'm at my house. I can do whatever I want with my guns.
1: Stubbe continued on, refusing to yield for
0: questions when asked by the Democratic committee chair. wonder why people get road rage or why you get so mad on the road? Well, it may be connected to the kind of car you drive and how expensive it is. Studies show that the more expensive the car, the more aggressive the driver. Adam Rogers, who covers technology and culture for Insider, is here to tell us why expensive cars make people assholes. So Adam, can you tell us about the study that led to this finding uh, the more expensive the car, the more aggressive the driver?
2: So the, the study was a small one, but it came out of some public health researchers, the University of Nevada at Las Vegas, where they were trying to figure out whether there was a connection between whether a driver would stop for somebody crossing in front of the street to, based on the sex or race of the person crossing. There's been some research that showed that was true, and they were trying to replicate that research, and they couldn't, they didn't, their numbers didn't show that. So they were trying to figure out, these researchers were trying to figure out, okay, well, first of all, Very few of the cars stopped at all, regardless of the sex and race of the driver or the pedestrians. Fewer than a third stopped, which is terrible. Yikes. And then they went back, looked at their video of these cars and said, well, what can we connect to this? What does account for it? And what they were able to do, looking at the make and model and Kelly Blue Book value and stuff, is that it came down to the cost of the car. They could quantify this. For every $1,000 more that the car cost, it was 3% less likely to stop. That, that in fact, the more expensive the car, the less likely the driver was to stop for anybody crossing in front of them. And it turns out that that actually fits into a larger literature that shows that cars that are more expensive or have other features like cars that tend to go faster do encourage somehow people to have bad behavior on the road, driving, you know, cutting people off and driving too fast, that sort of stuff, which fits into an intuition that I think a lot of us have about what driving has become. That is
0: wild. But it's not like you were saying, it's not just about how expensive the car is. Size also does play a role here. So have incidents of road rage gone up as cars have gotten bigger? So
2: yes, road rage incidents have gone up. And that includes not just, you know, giving somebody the finger and yelling at them, but really, like, you know, people taking guns out and shooting at each other from cars. But what's more significant is the pedestrian deaths. So that is people who are walking or on their bikes who get hit by a car and die. And even while vehicle miles traveled, which is to say the amount that Americans drive overall, have gone down for the first time in, like, a couple of decades, pedestrian death numbers are going up. More people are getting killed by getting hit by cars. And that's weird, right? Because cars themselves are regarded broadly as being more safe, especially these big armored vehicles that like F 150s have turned into. The occupants in the cars, if they get into a car crash, tend to survive. But the people who they hit, if they're not in a car, do not. Now, the bank shot here is making a connection between cost and size and other characteristics of a car. Because one could argue, you could jump in and say, well, wait a minute, pickup trucks aren't super expensive. But in fact, what studies do show is that it's people of higher median incomes who are buying these really big SUVs and pickups, and they are expensive cars. They're sold at, at expensive price once.
0: Reading through the study, it doesn't just seem like it's about entitlement, but it, it also seems like it's about fear to some extent. Like you're also getting a bigger and more expensive car with more safety features and more just features generally, because you don't want to be in an accident that's potentially fatal. And so you just people just keep going bigger and bigger. Does that seem accurate to you? Is that why people have gotten also become kind of jerks? Is they're just thinking like it's me against the world. It's me or them,
2: right? So you could play this hypothesis out in a lot of ways. You could say, look, maybe it's jerks who buy these cars. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know, maybe it's like that person was gonna drive like a jerk even if they were in a little in a Honda fit you know, and it just so happens that now they're in a bigger, heavier vehicle that can do more damage potentially. So yes, that entitlement um, has been built into driver behavior since there were drivers. I do think there has been a change here. And I I know one thing that has happened is that when cars were first Introduced as a thing that people could buy, they really were just for rich people. It was Mr. Toad's Wild Ride out there. Rich people drove cars around, there were no laws governing their behavior, and they were scaring horses and killing people. But even as cars, even when Henry Ford made it possible for the middle class to afford cars, they were sold not like an emblem being rich, but an emblem being free, a freedom of movement. But I think that that's changed, that instead of being emblems of freedom, cars actually have come to represent security and safety, that people see them as like, you know, metal bubbles, as armor against the world. And that puts a driver in a very different position, a position of of fear, essentially, of everyone else is trying to get me. So I, so being defensive involves being offensive. You get to a place where you're like, well, look, it's, I'm not safe, so I need to be safe out here, Mm -hmm. you know, and I need to protect what's mine, where your safety becomes your personal, ruggedly individual responsibility.
0: There's this one quote from you that I really love, which is that we have literally engineered a transportation system that favors aggression and self-interest over mutual goodwill and responsibility, which I think sums it up beautifully. Well, Adam, thank you so much for joining us on The Refresh. It's always a pleasure. Thank you. Adam Rogers writes about science and technology for Insider. Make sure to follow The Refresh from Insider on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And please leave a rating and review. It helps other people discover the show. The Refresh
1: from Insider is produced by Frank Alito, Grace Eliza Goodwin, and Rebecca Ibarra. And Dave
0: Smith. Carrie Donahue is our executive producer. Andy Bowers is head of audio at Insider.
2: And we had extra help this week from Rob Gunther.
1: Thanks for listening. Have a wonderful weekend.